When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a prosperous week, the Sustainable Success Way. It's been a great week here in the New York City area. We hope the same for you. Again, those that are new to uh, Sustainable Success, again, you found us here on the Voice America Influencers channel, but you could also find us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that we've had on over the years and in terms of content that provides not only value to turn your business to the ne- to the next level, but also your personal life as well. So again, check us out at Sustainable Success 2017 on Facebook. Come follow us. And again, you can listen to many of our great guests that we've had on over the last few years. Today, we're going to have a great show here. But before we uh, introduce the title and our guests, uh, again, this show is being brought to you today by LuxuryLife.com, and Luxury Life are a media group that put on events, and we want to let everybody know about this event that's coming up March 5th through the 7th in Palm Beach, Florida. It's the Palm Beach Wealth Symposium. It's a three-day event, again, from March 5th through the 7th, and again, it's being held at the PGA National Resort and Spa, and again, this is going to be an event that is going to be bringing in hedge fund uh, people, people from all areas uh, terms of wealth, uh, business that are going to be conversing to have an experience. This event is all about the experience. We encourage you to check out more information if you're interested in attending at luxurylife.com or luxurylifemediagroup.com, where you'll get more information about this prestigious event and if it's something that aligns with what you're looking to do. And this is also great for our corporate listeners that are looking potentially for sponsorships to sponsor to this audience around this event. You can inquire with LuxuryLife.com. So today we're going to be talking about X or IX leadership, which is internal experience leadership. And as everyone knows, I love the title of leadership. It's something that really holds very high regards to me in this area. And I'm looking forward to our two guests today. And before we formally introduce them, I'm going to give you a background about both. Our first guest is going to be Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley. She is a senior partner at Rose Group International Culture, and she's a culture and leadership expert. She has been in the trenches dealing with unspoken conversations, barrier to team goals and success, and figuring out how to achieve seemingly impossible goals demanded by executive leadership. She believes in the internal experience of an organization is a leadership's choice. Whether a leader dials into it or actively designs and supports it, the IX of a company is critical to nearly all measures of success in terms of profit, employee retention, customer satisfaction, and so on. Rachel is also a TEDx speaker and has spoken on stage in front of over 12,000 people, and she's also a Forbes coach, is council contributor. Our other guest is also her partner, that is Meg Mankey. MSSL, Chief Operation Officer at Rose Group International, is also a culture and leadership expert with years of experience leading companies large and small through major transitions, mergers and acquisitions, and behavior-based training and development. Drawing from her background in organizational psychology and mastery of leadership concepts, her ability to recognize opportunity 
in weakness and present a strategic solution and an unprecedented in today's business world. So again, without further ado, we'd like to welcome both Dr. Rachel M. Kate Headley and Meg Mankey to the show. Welcome. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having us. Hi. Yeah. Good, good to be talking to you. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. And where are you both based today? We get to live in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. So we actually oh. work. Yeah, we work nationwide because we're not in a big metro. So uh, that gives <laughs> us an opportunity to work all over the place. Uh, well, what a beautiful area. I don't know if it's, a, I'm sure it's as cold in South Dakota as it is here in the New York area. <laughs> we definitely have winter, that's for sure. But, it's, you know, it sun's uh, out all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's sunny today here in the area, but I'll tell you, it's been for the last few days, it's been, it feels like uh, I feel we're in the Arctic. It's been in the teens uh, the whole, <laughs> for the whole week. So it's, uh, but hey, it is, like you said, it's wintertime, so we got we got to deal with it. But nonetheless, it's all good. So, I mean, I'm so happy to have both of you. And, you know, today, obviously, you know, we, we want to learn more about you know, the Rose Group, uh, you know, what you're doing in this particular area with culture and leadership development. And but, you know, I want to kind of dive into this form of leadership, you know, with the, with the internal experience and why this is so important for organizations going forward. If you could kind of just describe, you know, from both of your perspectives, you know, the concept of IX leadership. Yeah, Um uh- well, I'm I'm Meg, which you'll be able to tell from now on by my scratchy voice. So, <laughs> I was there last week, Meg. I know how it is when when you speak about <laughs> three days in a row. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, for those of for those people who know me, they know I never shut up. So it's surprising my voice isn't scratchy. That's all the right. Time. You're usually pretty good at it. <laughs> Um, so Rachel and I started working together about five years ago and um, sort of uh, born out of our um, urge to fix this problem of uh, a not a great experience in the workplace for people, uh, even though we've got great, great systems that have, that have gone before us, it seemed like people still weren't having a great experience at work. Um, and we're not talking about the kind where there's beer taps and, um, you know, bicycles to ride around and beanbags to sit in, but one where people actually feel valued, they feel like they're kind of part of a tribe, um, that they're challenged and they have opportunities. And so uh, I, I grew up through kind of the mining industry and uh, transportation logistics. Uh, Rachel uh, has spent a good part of her career uh, in the government and with aerospace. And so we said, gosh, we're seeing the same problems from underground to outer space uh, with all these people, I bet it's something that we could fix because we're really pretty smart and, <laughs> and frankly, just stubborn. So <laughs> we, can, we can probably sort this out. Um, so out of that was born IX Leadership, which uh, stands for Internal Experience. Um, and the, the, we didn't really know that we were creating a leadership theory, but as we wrote our book, that's what it turned out to be. Um, so... Rachel can tell the story about how we came to the term IX. It's a pretty great story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you, Meg. Go ahead, Dr. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, so what happened was we were at a big um, IT firm, um, and they were talking about how difficult it was for them to get their CX, you know, that customer service, customer experience, um, their, you know, their reviews up, they were really dismal and they couldn't figure out how to just, they had all this training and why can't their people just do a better job? And at the same time, they were talking about how, 
their turnover was so high and they couldn't figure out um, how to keep people. And, you know, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, you know, if you took that customer experience focus and all the money and energy that's going to that customer experience, you turn that around 180 and looked at your internal experience and made sure that your people were um, valued and appreciated and just loved coming into work, they're going to take care of your people. So we felt like we really needed to change that spotlight on the people and how the people are treated and valued at work. And that's kind of how we came up with the, with the theory. Wow, that's great. That's great. And I, you know, and in terms of like, you know, with, you know, organizations like you, I love the background that both of you had, you know, and, you know, you, you had mining, transportation, government, aerospace. I can relate to aerospace. I spent a, a, a number, number of years of my career in that space uh, from a media perspective uh, with, uh, you know, commercial aviation and then obviously uh, military and uh, business. So, I'd like mm-hmm. to like talk about like some of the concepts of you know how companies can use this concept to really start making more of a, a, a shift in what they're doing, you know, not only internally but how it affects externally their their customers and their audience. Sure. Well, we start all of our engagement with our clients uh, with a culture type assessment, which is a, a short assessment that we created. Um, and we, we built it for business. So what we found um, with my background in leadership and um, org psych is that a lot of the systems that have gone before us, Myers-Briggs, DISC, culture type, oh, no, I included our DISC, we're so old now that I just included in the list. Um, uh, DISC, predictive index, Gallup, Finders. Those are great for individuals to understand a little bit about themselves, um, but they're borrowed from psychology and they don't really tell us anything about our teams and the people that we're working with and how we can leverage the energy of our people better so that our teams are more productive because uh, business, after all, is about the bottom line. Um, and so, anyhow, um, culture type assessment is uh, 14 questions long, takes about three minutes, and it gives us an understanding of uh, where people's preferences lie in their workplace. So what kind of an environment do they like? Do they prefer chaos, a little bit of freedom, or do they like order? And then the other spectrum goes from uh, being team-driven over to being self-driven. And so do you like to collaborate in a team as a way to make decisions, or do you prefer to be able to sit down and sort through some things yourself before you talk with the team? So that's where we start um, the, the process of, helping our clients understand a little bit about who's on their team and, and how are they processing information in their work on a daily basis. Got it. And when in this assessment, is it possible like you're able to, you know, uncover certain things like maybe perhaps there could be certain, you know, obviously you could identify strengths or weaknesses among the people or any of these business units that, that are doing this assessment? Yeah, well, the cool thing is, is that what we what we really find across all of business today is there's you have good people, but there's constant change, and so people's tolerance for that chaotic environment of change makes a huge difference on whether they can embrace that and run forward and help push the company yep. ahead, or they're the ones that are going to kind of panic and dig their heels in. And we all know people across this whole spectrum, right? People that just do not like any kind of new thing. And then you have people that are off squirreling after shiny objects, right? So how do you take as a system, 
as a, because we like to think of a team as instead of like, if you think of a forest analogy, instead of thinking of it as like, we want to understand every tree in your company, we want to understand the forest and the dynamics in between people. And that's the piece that's really missing in a lot of other leadership styles. And so then we can look at how you're, we scatter plot everyone on the same graph. We can start providing strategies for, you know, if you're going to have a big merger, you're going to have a new CEO or a new process or new regulation that's put upon you, how are your people going to react and what's the strategy to get them through that? And that's the piece that's really kind of the sweet spot for us. And I think another thing that we really focused on was um, not, I, I, my background is all in HR and everything is, you know, in HR is about people's strengths and weaknesses. And I always just kind of thought that was a lot of bunk. You know, people are different. And so that, granted, if you have a performance weakness where you're not doing your job, that's one thing. But um, being uh, objectionable to change is not a weakness. That's a preference. And so when Rachel and I built this system, we sort of, we took out the word strengths and weakness and said, these are people's preferences. And really, it's a weakness of the organization by not recognizing how to, um, how to motivate those people in the way that they prefer to see the world. So... Uh, you know, we don't, when we go in, our clients say, oh, gosh, I'm a, you know, we've got too many people in, in one culture type or another or an individual who says, oh, shoot, I'm the only person in that, that culture type bucket. What does that mean? And we say, you know, the power, the power of the system we created is not that you use it as a tool to evaluate whether people should be on your team or not. It's evaluating how to utilize that team, how to utilize those people and getting away from their strengths and weaknesses. It's how do we actually use all the people, uh, not in the sense of like warm hugs and hot cocoa. We got things <laughs> to get done, um, but, you know, so it's not, it's not necessarily a warm hugs approach, but it's definitely a, you know, why are we polarizing people's ability or polarizing people's preferences? So um, that's, that's a major difference in the mindset that we share with people uh, when we talk about our leadership theory. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. And I, and I think with like, you know, when I, when I said strengths and weaknesses, I mean, everybody's going to have certain things they're good at certain things that are not, it's a question are they put into situations that capitalize on either, you know, hopefully on what they're good at. And sometimes Uh that may not be the case. So what would be like in that case, like, you know, to notice where maybe people are, 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 are working in an, in an environment or are involved in certain tasks or roles that are not playing to, you know, their skills or, you know, what they're really truly engaged in or passionate about, so to speak? Yeah, one of the stories that I, sh- I share in the book and, and we share a lot as we speak is that um, one thing that you feel like a lot is, let's say you're doing a job and you feel like you have that feeling that you're not fully being utilized. Like you, you feel like you have so much more to give and there's no way to give it. And a lot of times, like for me, when I first started in aerospace, I was an image analyst. And that's a very routine job. You have to be really precise. You have to do exactly the things that everyone else is doing. And even down to the file naming convention, right? So you can all find the right files. And I just felt like I was good at it, but I just felt like it was so constricting. And I had so much more to give and so much more more ideas and how do we improve the processes and 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 so what I found out later um, and this is one of the, the the ways that we can help organizations and people is that that was what we call an order tolerant job so that's something where you people that really love that predictability and routine you can thrive in that job 
I love chaos. I like new ideas. I like changing up things. I like going to meeting different people and, and having something new cross my desk every day. And so that was a mismatch for me. And that really meant that you were using maybe, I don't know, a fraction of my energy and enthusiasm and, and excitement for that role and that company and that organization. And what a shame. I mean, we want to leverage our people um, in a way that fulfills them as well as makes the company successful. So that's an example of how we kind of try to get our hands around, to your point, what are you good at versus what might you struggle with? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think that's great. And and so how long, I mean, in terms of this, because we have we just have about like about a minute left to our first break, you know, in this concept, I mean, how long have you been utilizing this concept uh, in, in with your clients or, you know, in certain industries that you're in? And we can yeah, expand upon it different. later, too. Yeah, uh, about four years, I would say. Um, we've been using it with all of our clients, and then people can access it online, individuals, so they can get their own results, too. Great. So this is really, really good stuff. I mean, I love uh, this stuff about uh, leadership and culture because I think it's like, it's so important because, you know, when you look at, you know, a, a, a company or any size business, you know, you know, the success that they have with their, you know, with in, the engagement they have with their customers is always going to be a reflection of how, what they're doing internally in the organization because it always kind of reflects inside out. And I think what with what you're doing is fantastic because it could really get to the matter of certain things that companies can begin to look at where those changes can be necessary to help them grow more, you know, not only to connect better with their audience, but to become more efficient, more productive, and so forth. So I think this is great with what you're doing here. So we're going to have to go to break, but we got more to come here. Again, we're talking about uh, IX, or Internal Experience Leadership. Again, we're with Dr. Rachel M.K. Healy and also Meg Menke. Again, they are the two founders of the Rose Group International, and we got more to come. So again, if you are in the corporate space or running a business and, and you're going to be scaling your business, This is some critical information that you can use. And again, you're listening to Sustainable Success, and we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You 
You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. You're listening to Sustainable Success. We're talking about IX Leadership, which stands for Internal Experience. We're here with Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley and also Meg Mankey from the Rose Group International. And uh, before we start, again, if you are just joining us, again, you can listen to this show in its entirety Later today, it'll be on demand here at the Voice America Influencers Channel here at Voice America and also at our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. So, you know, Dr. Rachel and Meg, I wanted to ask you, you know, when you look at corporate culture, obviously, you know, or in this case, change management, this is a process, you know, dependent upon the size of company, what type of company it is, what type of industry they're in. Can you talk a little bit about the process with a shift in culture for a typical organization? Yeah, the a lot of the traditional ideas about uh, organizational change means that basically they say that you have this big change, then you everyone's miserable for a while, and then over time they get over it, and then you move on. And and we just think that's such a disservice to your people and, frankly, to your organization. And so what we look at is, if you understand the culture types that Meg was talking about earlier um, and how each of those culture types react to chaos, to uh, the need for more information, like people, Chris, like I'm guessing, like you, I, and Meg, we, we like new ideas and change all the time, and we, can, we like moving on our feet, and we don't care if we know all the details. We'll figure it out, and we love that. And, but there's a lot of people in our lives that, really want the plan, they want to understand the data, they want to understand why they're doing it, they want to understand how it's going to affect them day to day, is it going to change who their boss is. And so we have to understand where our people are. And if you do that, then you can really reduce that misery time that we all sort of agree to, or um, which is such a sad time for a company because your productivity fails, your uh, profit goes down, your expenses go up. And so if we can reduce that uh, you know, that transition time, we can make it much shorter and much less miserable for people if we understand who we have in our company and how they deal with that stuff. And we can be strategic and forward-looking about how to actually get people through that change much faster. And that's really the fun part about it because when you do it right, your team is better, stronger, more powerful at the end of the transition instead of being kind of, you know, wah, wah, kind of sad and, and really kind of, then you have to kind of rebuild people afterwards. So it's just such a powerful tool to use in your toolkit because everyone's going through a big change. Some are massive, some are small, but it affects people very similarly in, in their personal and professional life. Yeah, and you made a great point there when you talked about understanding. And because and, a lot of times, like you see, when let's say a company is going to make a shift in whatever they're doing, whether if they're shifting directions with their focus in a new area, and obviously, this can impact people in terms of, you know, they might feel threatened that this might may impact their role in their job, whatever the case may be. People never like to be, well, I mean, they, there's some people do like order, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, being told how, when or why to do something normally doesn't work. It's usually through, you know, you know, setting the example. And 
you made a great point about understanding and that if, if, if companies, you know, the leadership can understand where people are at that point and can relate to them. Like you said, that could be the really the foundation or the basis to really start that shift, you know, where they are and that that it's not like from, you know, you're going from A to Z, like immediately, you know, you're 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 meeting them where they are and then kind of just setting the pace from there. So, you know, when you talk, when you look at that thing, I mean, talk, give, if you could give an example that may, you know, illustrate really clearly to the audience, like, you know, maybe a, a typical transition when, when it comes to a shift in culture, that would, I think would be great if you have like maybe a, without, you don't even have to name the company, but just like a, maybe an idea. so it gives the, the audience a better perspective. Yeah. Well, uh, we worked with, um, well, we have a, a client currently that we work with that's going through a CEO, family-owned business, CEO transition um, from the father to the son, and we'll call it the Chris Salem organization. Uh, (laughs) At the Chris Salem organization, you know, at high levels in an organization, we sort of make the mistake of thinking that um, the, the people in the lower levels of the organization aren't really impacted by changes that happen, you know, way above them or whatever. Oh, we're getting a new CEO. Probably people don't really care. It's not a big deal. Um, We did some uh, supervisor training for them. And actually, I couldn't even hardly get past the first slide uh, without people saying, well, what we really want to know is, you know, when is the CEO transition going to help or happen? And I said, well, shoot, I don't know. We're, that's, I'm not even helping with that right now. I don't know what their plan is. I'm here to you know, do some leadership development with you guys for, for your ability to be great frontline supervisors. Um, but that was so distracting to them. And that, I, I did a three-month engagement with that group. And even over the course of the three months, that hung on. So the first most important thing um, we always tell our clients is uh, decide you want to know uh, what everybody's thinking about and then decide that um, uh, perception is, their perception is your reality. So you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. Uh, frankly, you don't even have to understand it, but you have to know that it exists and you have to believe that that is their reality. Um, and then we do a lot of education with the executive team. Um, we do a gap analysis on the cult, the current culture of the organization, kind of understanding where people are at, where the executive team is at, and then how do we close that gap in by using good transparent communication, uh, by increasing the strength of our teams in the way they work together, and by really utilizing the opportunities that exist in change instead of letting everybody sort of cower into a corner and say, "Oh my gosh, we better we'll just we'll just gut this out." Um, so so that's kind of the the drill, I guess, for us. Okay, great. Great. And then in terms of, like I said, I mean, when you see this transition, I mean, what is the, I mean, would would, you, would it be safe to say that sometimes obviously there's got to be some accountability with this to track it or if you get a better perspective on that? Oh, well, um, this is Meg's favorite topic in the world <laughs> is accountability. And, um, and it is interesting because well, how we talk about accountability is it's basically accountability and empathy are sisters, really, because if you're too empathetic, then you are, uh, you, people walk all over you. If you are too uh, all about accountability and no empathy, then you're a dictator. 
So how do you walk the line between accountability and empathy? And so what we do is with every one of our engagements, we have everyone leaves there with an action plan. Everyone leaves there with follow-up. Everyone knows who's accountable to who. We're all, um, we, we achieve commitments with everyone in the room and how they're going to be working with each other and those in their direct line. And so there's, we are absolutely all about accountability. It's one of our, probably our, our key tenants about, but it's also about un, being understanding and know that, you know, you might have a, a hard deadline for something and then all of a sudden life happens, something comes up, you have a sick kid, you have family thing, you have something that comes up in business, a new opportunity, and you have to replan. All, I'm a project manager, uh, PMP by training uh, through my aerospace work, and everybody knows that a plan, as soon as a plan is, is inked, there's a change. So it's a really a balance between making sure people hold to what they say they're going to do, but also know that not our, our, we are dynamic organizations now and, and things change. So it's, a, it's kind of a magic balance between those two. Wow. No, that's, fa- that's fabulous. And uh, I mean, and I think this is obviously so important in, in, you know, in the business world. I mean, the, you know, culture is just something that, that, you know, people, when they come into work, they, they want to be in an environment where they can thrive, right? I mean, that in a perfect world, that's, that's, that would be ultimate where they can thrive, where they can be put into the situation to bring out the best. You know, what are some of the other things that you could allude to here that, you know, organizations can begin to put into place to kind of bring that out? I mean, it's never going to happen overnight. It's a process, right, that we talked about. But what are some other things that companies can do to kind of create that atmosphere and environment to bring out the best in people, you know, either by business unit or as a company as a whole? Well, one thing we hear a lot from employees and organizations that we've worked with um, is, you know, gosh, the, the career career progression path around here is very unclear. So we make the um, wrong assumption uh, when in, in our organizations when we're at a leadership level where we think, oh, gosh, it's pretty clear because I have an organizational chart and it says, you know, it starts with the CEO and then all the other C-suite executives report to that person and on down the line. So if I look at that as an employee who's just started with the company, it's very clear what my progression opportunities are. Uh, and while that may be true in some regard, um, it doesn't work that way in real time because you might have a supervisor uh, who's only five years older than you, and that person's not going anywhere anytime soon unless they decide to quit and go to a different uh, role in the company or a different organization. So um, one thing that organizations can really do to start a foundation for a culture of ability to thrive is talk openly with their organization, with folks in their organization about what the opportunities are. And we kind of get caught in this trap of, gosh, we don't have any opportunity for upward mobility, so people are going to leave. Well, not necessarily. People like to be challenged and be trained in other different ways. There's a million and a half certifications you can get nowadays in any industry. You know, so what do you, what do you offer up to your employees for, you know, covering a certification or if they want to go take a class or if they want to volunteer, volunteer for a specific organization or think, really thinking about how you can engage your employee in a holistic sense um, and make sure you communicate that and you're really transparent about it. Uh, that, that, I think, is the, 
sort of a foundation of creating a thriving um, thriving opportunity for employees. I mean, that and HR Meg says, have a really good handbook and actually <laughs> follow it. And just some people when they're being served, because that is the most important part of business. <laughs> nice, well, and, and let's, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, we would love it where people uh, would thrive. That is our absolute goal. You hit it right on the head. But 80-some percent of our workforce now is somewhat unhappy to completely miserable. So, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of it. It doesn't take a lot to make it way better. And so, you know, some of those things are really important. You know, another trend that we see is this remote workplace, and that's really great for convenience, but, you know, there are some culture types that we work with that will completely wither in an environment where they never see other people. And so it's really important to understand that if you have some of those opportunities um, to try to build that culture of flexibility and understanding and family values and having more time and available for to be more flexible, that some of your people will actually, that will actually make their lives worse than better. So that's really the trick is having that sense of who your people are first and then picking the right programs that work with your people, your industry, and what you're trying to do for your clients and customers. No, I agree. I think, like I said, I mean, yeah, yeah, there are going to be some people that can work fine remotely, but, you know, in the end, you know, it's always, you got to have bring people together. I mean, yes, with technology, with Zoom and Skype and FaceTime and all these different ways that people can, you know, with different webinar platforms, people could, you know, obviously, you know, be anywhere, but nonetheless, you got to have that, you know, that connection, you know, together, you know, and again, just think about like a community, when you see a community come together and they can thrive. It's because they're in the same community. They're interacting with one another interdependently. So I think that what you said is so true that it's so necessary that on some level, there's got to be people coming together. It doesn't mean that it has to be every five days a week, but you know, at some level that they are seeing each other, that it's not that everyone's displaced everywhere else. So true about that. Can you talk about, I mean, we we only have a few, you know, about less than four minutes to the break, but maybe we can always expand upon later. But I wanted to get talk a little bit about communication because communication obviously in this process is so important and how we communicate, you know, the the shift in what we're doing in terms of culture. So talk about, you know, from your perspective, the importance of effective communication and say like active listening in this process. Uh, well, yeah, it's, like the most important thing, probably, <laughs> besides the <counseling>. <laughs> <laughs> Um And I, I think the, you know, I mean, gosh, it's it's a it's an over talked about topic, which is funny because we're not all any of us are very not very good at it. Um, and so, effective communication is important. But uh, I think to add to that, we 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 sort of don't do a very good job of communicating the things people need to hear at different levels of the organization because we don't know what they need to hear. Um, a lot of times, too, when you're, at a, when you're in a leadership position, you have a lot of information, um, and you've probably had it for a while. And remembering that those people that you're communicating with in a, when you're in the middle of a change, they don't have that information at all. They, they don't know a lot of the things yeah. that you know. And so it's really important to be thorough with what you share. And I always, even as an HR manager, I said, if it is not business confidential, let's tell our people. We did a major $100 million um, acquisition. We were acquired by a different mining company. 
And it was like, you know, at first everybody, all the management team said, oh, let's be all hush-hush about it. And I said, why? Well, because people get freaked out. I said, guess what? They are already freaked out. (laughs) Like, let's tell them everything we can tell them about their health insurance benefits changing and when we think that might happen and everything we can possibly tell them, we should tell them because uh, it's better than, uh, Rachel says, in a a communication vacuum, uh, people just make stuff up. Uh, And so if you don't tell them, they will make it up themselves somehow. So to cut down on the gossip and the assumptions that people make that scare the heck out of them, um, it's really important to be thorough in how you communicate and what you communicate and the timeliness of it. Um, And, and, you know, to the point of active listening, make sure people are listening to you. You've got to communicate in lots of different ways. Put it on the bulletin board. Put it out in an e-newsletter. Make sure live human beings are saying words to other human beings. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's text messages. Maybe you put it out on Facebook in a closed group. However your people are going to hear it, that's how you need to communicate it. Yeah, you made a great a great point, Meg. I mean, the you know it's so important. I mean, with I mean the reason why, and we only have less than a minute, and we'll, we can always continue uh, after the break on this. But the you know it, people just you know you know always assume and speculate. That's where a lot of times, like you said, where communication breaks down, and it's based upon these assumptions and speculations because we, we that's what we think is what we heard and what really wasn't even said. And, and it's so clear that we got to be specific. It's never going to be perfect, right? People are going to have judgment. And, but we have to do our best to paraphrase to make sure that even though we heard it, did we really understand it? And I think that's sometimes obviously where people break down. They hear it, but they didn't understand it. And then when something doesn't work out or somebody doesn't do what they were supposed to do, you know, then and somebody gets upset and, and – it just leads into all these codependent behaviors that as a result of it. So I really enjoyed what you just said there, and I'm looking forward to hearing more. Again, you're listening to uh, both Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley and Meg Mankey from the Rose Group International. We're talking about IX leadership, IX standing for internal experience. Uh, we have to go to break, but we got more to come here. And again, you can listen to this show in its entirety on on demand later today here at 5 o'clock East Coast time. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. If somebody's uh, just joining us, again, you're listening to uh, the IX Leadership uh, segment here today on Sustainable Success. And again, this show will be available to listen in its full entirety here later today on demand. Uh, Today's show, again, is being brought to you by Luxury Life. That's LuxuryLife.com. And they are putting on the Palm Beach Wealth Symposium being held March 5th through the 7th, again, in Palm Beach, uh, Florida being held at the PGA National Resort and Spa. Again, this event will be bringing in high-level business leaders, hedge fund uh, uh, owners, and so forth. And, they, and they're going to be creating a world of experience in terms of not only from a business perspective, but also personal. And there's going to be a lot of entertainment going on at this event in terms of some fun things. I mean, too many to list here. So again, check them out at LuxuryLife.com or LuxuryLifeMediaGroup.com to get more information about uh, this event and others that they put on and to see if this may be something that could be of interest to you or your organization in terms of making new business contacts and w- with why and what you do. With that being said, I wanted to come back. We're, again, we're here li- talking with Dr. Rachel M.K. Healy and Meg Mankey from the Rose Group International. So I wanted to ask both of you, you know, we, you know, as, you know, companies, you know, that are looking to make this shift and many times they'll be working with, you know, co- consulting companies like yourself. A lot of times, you know, some, you know, a consulting company will come in and do their thing, provide recommendations, put protocols in place, and and then, you know, you just hope that the company is going to take it and roll with it and move forward. But many, many times that may not be the case, or it may not be at the pace that they were hoping for, because it's more a reflection on them, not the consulting company. I understand that you have a web portal in place that really allows to continue this process for organizations to make this transition over time. Talk about the importance of not only your web portal, but just like this this channel in itself and how it can really help companies make that shift, you know, over time to get to them where they want to be. Well, we have, you know, one of our whole premise about what we do is understand that people take time and transition, right? So it's not something you can come in, like some of us, uh, which are who are chaos tolerant, we can we can pivot all over the place and we'll take new ideas and run. But you know, as an organization, it just takes longer, takes more time. And and one of the things that we found early on, I I did a little consulting um, with my aerospace background, and I was always disappointed in that very thing that we'd go, we'd all work together in person, and we'd build these plans and these strategies and these protocols, and then I'd leave and I'd call them back two weeks later, and they say, well. We decided to put that on hold because this happened, or we're going to have a reorg in a month anyway, so why do it? And we just thought, how can we as consultants and who going into organizations that really are passionate about their people and want to help their people, how can we actually create a much longer impact without being one of those consulting firms that have to embed ourselves in your organization and then you're reliant on us? And that's not the whole point. The point that we want to do is we want to train and empower people to make decisions for themselves and, and guide their own futures. And so one of the things um, that really is powerful for us and our approach is that 
what when when Meg mentioned earlier in the show that we do this culture type assessment for your whole organization, well, very quickly you promote somebody or you uh, have some turnover or you hire new people or you you have a rock star come in the door and you want to promote them up the chain. Well, all of a sudden, the work we did with your team is sort of that one point in time. And so how do you be more dynamic and understand how your team's changing? And, and so what we've done is we've created this web portal where you do your assessment and as a leader in that organization, you get to see all of your people's results on one graph. And if you lose a person or promote someone out of your team or promote someone into your team, you can keep that dynamism of that personnel, how they come in and come out. Um, and so that's the really powerful thing. And, of course, you can also go back to that and say, you know, this person is really resisting the, the plan. I'm really surprised. What can be going on with, with Meg today? I mean, I can go back and look at Meg's results from maybe a year ago and go, oh, I forgot that she had a little organizer in her. She likes more detail. I kind of forgot about that. And so I could, that'll help provide me insight on how to help people over much longer periods of time than just, you know, Rachel, Meg, or one of our affiliates showing up and talking to you for three months, and then we leave, and then what happens? So that's kind of why we decided to add this technology piece uh, to our toolkit. Well, I, th- I think it's fabulous because, I mean, again, you know, a process – takes time and 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 it can't just be just you know you meet with a client over you know you know a couple sessions that type of thing it's one of those things that it's got there's got to be a continuation and you can't be in there all the time so this is something that i think really allows you know you know uh, a way to track progress and i think it's a great tool that you have in place um you know talk a little bit about you know again you know like you know some of the results that you know companies that are looking to make a transition that are utilizing tools like this can, you know, maybe, you know, uh, experience or kind of look forward to as a result. Yeah. Uh, well, we find with our, um, with our clients that we've worked with, they look at it and the first reaction we get, usually we start, you know, I'm a big fan of humor. Uh, so I'll start explaining. I'll say, well, I bet, you know, Judy really drives Becky nuts because Judy develops this whole big report and, you know, Becky never even opens the email when Judy sends it out. And Becky's thinking Judy's a, a wingnut because uh, she just has to send out this email that doesn't really matter. And Judy's thinking, man, I put a lot of time into that. I don't know. You know, you're kind of disrespecting my whole job. Um, and so we kind of talk through how that's funny and how those dynamics uh, work on a team. And the first response we always get after the laughing uh, settles down a little bit is people say, do you guys do you have cameras in our office or something that you can actually see what's happened in here? Um, and so I think the real gift uh, that that it gives um, gives people and gives teams is sort of validation that yes, these things happen, and it doesn't. We're not trying to say that you're gonna everybody's gonna join arms and you're all gonna love each other, uh, but we are saying that. You know, you're not imagining these things. And, yes, you actually do see the world differently than other people. Um, and good news is you can utilize those differences because, you know, I need – I'm an independent with some organized tendencies. Um, I need people to help me with the stabilizers of the world who are team-driven and order-tolerant and, gosh, they just want everybody to get along. You know, I could care less about that, frankly, as long <laughs> as we're all getting our work done. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine if everybody isn't getting along and like, you know, singing Kumbaya. So I need people on my team 
to help me think about why that's important. Um, and, and all of the culture types lend themselves to the areas uh, that other culture types are not interested in focusing on. And so that just the knowing, knowing that, yes, this is true and real, you know, Judy and Becky don't get along for a certain reason, but it can be resolved. They can both choose to look at the situation a little bit differently. Um, and it, and it, it takes some of that energy away from the time that, or, you know, the negative energy out of the room and transitions it to positive energy. So I think that uh, the web portal, having access to that all the time um, so you can refresh, oh, yeah, that's right, I, I kind of forgot that we don't see the world the same way. I think that really gives people an opportunity to be consistent and accountable um, in the way they communicate. Well, and, and I think some of the real business uh, achievements that have that we've supported through our system has been we worked with one company in Atlanta who the um, you know they they had a, they wanted to start a new um, initiative, forty million dollar uh, budget um, income into their organization. And that was completely failing because of this culture type um, differences that we were able to analyze and expose. And they were they saved that initiative, uh, turned it around completely. Um, another example is if you have a retention problem. Of course, unemployment is in the you know three percent or less these days, for, especially for talent. And how do you keep your good people? And we worked with a big accounting firm who. Was, had turnover problems. They're really worried about it. And we came in, and after they started thinking about and, and, and doing the process that we put in place, they dropped from 30% plus turnover to zero. And that held for about nine months until someone's spouse moved away and they left the company. But they weren't leaving because the company is a miserable place to be. They're leaving for other pull factors. So, so just, some, just some real quick business success stories that we've been able to support companies on. Wow, that's great. That's fabulous. And and in terms of like the, you know, with this web portal, and I want to leave enough time to make sure to let people know where to find you, you know, is, is it something that, that, you know, that they continue to use over a certain period of time? Or is it like, could it be for, you know, you know, for as long as they want. Is there is there different options in terms of how they go about using it? Yes, there's uh, there's all different kinds of options depending on you know how many users you're going to be putting into the system. Yep. Um, and then how long you want to use it. There's annual renewal fees uh, depending on you know if you add more users. So um, we've we've made it very dynamic. So any size business in any industry um, can utilize it. Uh, it's our well, we're getting paid for it, but it's our gift to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, to be, and to be fair, it's the very first version of putting it together. So um, it's, we've d- the, it's on, based on really well-tested and sound principles. So although the, print, the, the portal is pretty new, we've been doing it for a really long time. We have a ton of – I think we've worked in 13 verticals. I didn't even know there was that many. And, and so the cool thing is, is we're going to be adding to it over time. So it's going to be, a, you know, ad hoc, put teams together, and we're going to be adding a lot of cool functionality over the next 12 months. So we're just really excited to get it out there and get people uh, starting using it. Well, absolutely. We'll make sure again, you know, that everybody knows about this. And again, those that will be listening, you know, listen to this again, check out that, you know, you know, you're going to get the contact information here shortly to contact Rose uh, Group International to get some more information on what uh, they're doing and how this can impact your 
business or your company. And again, uh, we're going to get some of that information here shortly. And I and I'm a big fan of tools like this. I think that web portals, you know, apps, certain other things that are could help you know keep organizations accountable and track progress is so important in these situations when, especially when it comes to change management. I want to thank both of you today for sharing your wisdom, not only in a way just to provide insight, but actually that what people could start applying in their businesses. So I just want to let the audience know, where can they find more information about Rose Group International and also for each one of you? Well, we, much as, much as we, um, I love people, I'm a fixer and, and I'm, all, I'm really active on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, that's why I have my middle initials in there because there's a few, uh, few of, of us with the same name. So Dr. Rachel M.K. Headley out there at LinkedIn. And then Meg is also active in spite of herself. Um, she's also uh, findable out there. And then our, our website has a ton of information, rosegroupintl.com. We have more about the concepts. You can have links to where to buy the book and see our other uh, staff members and what their expertises are and all kinds of stuff. So that's a great place to start. We're always happy to talk. Beautiful. That's so great. So again, everybody, uh, check out Rose Group International online. Also, reach out and connect with Dr. Rachel M.K. Heatley and also Meg Mankey on LinkedIn. Again, I always find LinkedIn is the best way to connect as well. I, I tend to spend more time there than on some of the other social media channels. And again, we want to thank both of you for joining us today, taking time out of your busy schedules. And again, guests, we want to thank you uh, joining in each and every week, either listening live or when you listen on demand at any time. We truly appreciate sustainable success would not be where it's at if it was not for you. And we are continued and dedicated to providing uh, experts like the two that we have here today, providing content that can provide uh, shifts in your business and your personal life to take to the next level. With that being said, we wish everyone a prosperous rest of your day and the rest of your week here. We got one more day to the weekend. And again, have a, enjoy your time today. And we'll be back next Thursday with another great guest and with a content that is going to help make a difference in your business. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.